Jake just said they were like, starting, and then you asked that question. Well, right, Kevin hadn't gotten started yet. I had to uh, take a deep breath, that. and I had to think like, about what I was going to say. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are very excited. We've been looking forward to this for a couple of days since we sent the text out. We got a couple of my best friends, a couple guys who went to Lindenwood. I got number 71, number 17, and number 63, respectively, Cody Kettler, Casey Escarcega, and Daniel Inouye. Boys, what's going on? How you guys been? Pretty good. Been great, man. Been great. Same. No complaints. <laughs> so, during, so during quarantine, you guys are thriving while everybody else is pulling out their hair because of boredom and just... <laughs> yeah, I, I got I got great, pretty great. We're doing golf. <laughs> Casey golfs three times a week, so he's yeah, not bored. I mean, it's none of that. And now it's just everyday life, right? You're working from home. You're getting it done. I mean, it's kind of just an everyday thing now. So I'm kind of just used to it. I think it's going to be weird when we go back to work, though. And it's going to be getting used to, and it, it will be weird. But now it's just like they were saying. I'm golfing two, three times a week. I feel like life is back to normal now for me. <laughs> <laughs> Must be nice. Yeah. Well, that's good. I, we're, we're also joined, of course, by our fellow tenders, uh, Robbie and Jordan. What's going on, fellas? Going, man. It's going. Stressing out. You got, about a, you got about a month month away, right? That's right. So baby Stressing, boys do. Stressing at home working with a pregnant wife who's a teacher <laughs> trying to teach her kids. Um. I'm in, I'm in my robe a lot. I'm in my robe a lot, that's for sure. And uh, yeah, just trying to work, dude. Just trying to work. Some war zone here and there. Yeah, war zone. <laughs> you guys play war zone? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Golf, some golf club attempts. Oh, yeah, can. golf club. We try to play war zone, or at least I do. Kettler, so uh, what have you been up to during the quarantine? Um, chasing my son around the house. That's about it. I don't have, I'm not employed right now, but I am at my house chasing my son around. That's my job now. Yes, it is. So no, just trying to get out and golf as much as I can. And while I'm unemployed, uh, yeah, I'm out there as much as I can. And then, uh, my, all my other time is, uh, designated to, uh, Brooks. So, and my wife is pregnant as well. So, you know, yeah, it's. I was gonna say, are you gonna say that or what? Yeah, yeah. When is it? You got number two on the way. You can have the yeah. first girl in the boys group. Everyone's having boy. Roller Everyone. dad news. That's that is news. Cow, dude. That's. I don't know what, what's a secret anymore. I don't know who I've told and who I. I don't know. I didn't know that. So congratulations, congratulations. dude. I'm pumped. That's <laughs> awesome. I'm just saying. That's awesome. That's roller dad news. That's what what do you do? Uh, I work at WashU, uh, the medical school here in St. Louis. No. That's you're <laughs> talking about? When, when, you, when, when the baby girl do? When are we do, or what do I do? When are you do? What, when am I do? Uh, December. December. Nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I brought up that I was unemployed, so I just thought maybe you're asking what I do. I don't know. <laughs> Before we get into other things, may I just say, and Casey, Daniel, please comment, I find it so ironic that you of all people work at a university. <laughs> I'm a doctor. I would agree. Especially, especially <laughs> Washington. Yeah. Washington doctors. Like, Cody to be nowhere near that campus. Well, I love you and I love you, boys. I'm glad you guys are here. But uh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to have some fun. We're going to talk about a lot of different stuff. Robbie, you want to kind of get us going with that department? Yeah. So, 
obviously, guys, I went to Lindenwood, and we have two boys from Cali, NorCal and SoCal. Daniel, Casey. Casey, you can answer this first. What was what was it like first going to Lou in the Midwest compared to SoCal? Yeah. And I guess what made your decision to go there? I'm going to let Daniel go first because yeah, on that one. it kind of – our story kind of goes together, um, but I'm Daniel's the reason why I really went there. No, basically how the story begins is uh, Danny Fry. So maybe not a lot of people know who he is. He's definitely a Lindenwood legend, maybe not on the rink, but definitely off the rink. I know that. <laughs> so uh, he's from San Jose, California. He's a, he's a uh, Silicon Valley Quakes guy, Quakes. So I mean, cheers to that. Rob, you played. <laughs> that? So, he played. He's uh, two years older than my brother, I think. So, he's 87, I think. Yeah, he played all growing up. All of a sudden, randomly, he just said, I'm going to Lindenwood. We're all like, what the fuck is that? Sorry, excuse my language. And he said, uh, we're like, how did you even get into college? That doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> and he said, I got a scholarship to a school in Missouri. Missouri? What is this? <laughs> so he goes there. Um, then my brother was a junior, I think, when he went there. So he had all the stories in the world. Lindenwood's the best. Lindenwood this. Lindenwood that. Um, a lot of people at that time, like Greg Thompson, um, they played during that time. So it was big in the um, roller hockey world as well, right? So everybody knew, at least on the East Coast, what Lindenwood was. I mean, Casey, did you know Lindenwood was? I did when I was like 13, 14. I saw some yeah. of them come out to like Narch and stuff. And beginning years of high school, I'd actually like look up and like look at it, stats and everything, and see like Brucey and Thompson and all them lighting it up. And I'm like, damn, it'd be cool to go there. And then yeah, like me coming from Northern California, I mean, I don't want to say I knew about college roller hockey when I was 12, 13, 14, 15. Yeah. I mean, I was going to go to Arizona State when I was a junior. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I mean, until my brother said he was going to Linwood, and I'm like, oh, I guess I'm going there too. So Good that's kinda, I don't think you would have made it three months. Oh, no. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Congrats to all those people that survived Arizona State and graduated. Yeah, um, props to them for sure. So, no. So, I mean, he said he was going to go there because Danny went there. Brian Gans is another one from Northern California. Yeah. He went there, I think, maybe the same year as Fry, actually, as Danny. Maybe the same year, the year after. Maybe they went together. Um, and so my brother went there um, my junior year. Um, if you get some of the old guys on here, maybe Tommy Bruce. Um, I actually visited the school when I was a junior. So there's a... Uh, yeah, there's a lot of stories from that weekend. So they could tell you all about that, all the old school vets. Um, so I visited my junior year. I visited my senior year. And then... Um, it was already going to school there in his junior year of high school. I mean, yeah. that's what it seemed like. That's yeah, what they, you're the social scene and everything already. You scoped <laughs> it out. And no matter how big all those guys were, they were awesome. They were always nice to me. They loved my brother. So um, easy transition. I kind of came into a good situation. Um, off that, I'll go while he's frozen, I guess. But, um, so me and Daniel met when we were like 14 at this, like t team USA tryout. Um, like Kenny Gibo, Jake Hickey was there, Joey Doran, Paul Anderson, like all those guys, we were a little younger. 
Um, and we didn't know each other at that point, but we started playing hockey against each other all of our lives since we were eight years old playing travel. And uh, we're sitting in line next to each other. And first words he says to me is he's talking shit to some kids. Uh, or not talking shit to them, but talking shit to these kids or to me about these kids, you know, who are these kids? Why are they out here? Blah, blah, blah. Daniel annoys stuff. Do you know, Daniel, he won't hold back and saying anything. Um, so that's how we started. We became friends from there and, uh, played random tournaments together growing up from 14 to about 16, 17. And he just looked at me one day and he's just like, Hey man, like, why don't you go to school? Go to Lindenwood. Like, do you want to go to college? Like blah, blah, blah. I'm going to Lindenwood. So he's like, I'm going to have my mom call your mom and we're going to get this rolling. So this was like sophomore, sophomore or no, sorry, February of my senior year. Like I was committed to just going to community in Escondido or San Marcos and then transferring. And uh, so his mom called my mom, gave her the end of like, Hey, who do you need to talk to? Blah, blah, blah. Jill what was Zeller. Shout out to Jill, Jill Zeller. Zeller. She doesn't work there anymore, but she was my hero. And uh, what she did was pretty much I got in touch with her, got in touch with Ronnie, um, let Ronnie know who I was. I had Darren, as Darren told you guys in uh, your previous pod, that he actually put in a word for me with Ronnie B. Um, Just what he said, the short, chubby Mexican kid. May not look like he knows how to play hockey, but he can shoot the puck. And knows where to be on the rink. Uh, not a not a bad reference. Yeah, and so uh, I think he hit it spot on right there. But um, from going from there, pretty much the next couple weeks, I was enrolled in Lindenwood. Um, I was enrolled without even taking the ACT. They had me gave me a schedule and everything. They're just like, you just got to take the ACT before you come show up with the score. So uh, I showed up and the rest was history. I mean, so I started, it started in what, February by March. I was Daniel's roommate in Parker hall. Like it happened so quickly. It was the craziest thing ever. Like four weeks, five weeks. Yeah. It was basically, I told him one tournament. I saw him a month later at another tournament, probably in our tournament. And we were roommates. Yeah. Like it was wild. So that's how I started going to Linda Wood. And then, pretty much you'll hear about the rest uh soon to come but um it was pretty wild how within four or five weeks like you guys were talking with uh that other kid earlier today too how um how quick everyone was at lindenwood and uh if it wasn't for yeah jill zeller i don't think i would have been at lindenwood at all she was pushing paper for us <laughs> Cody, these two came from across the country to go to Lindenwood, but that's kind of where your niche is. Like, that's where you live. That's where you're at. How did you decide to go to Lindenwood? Yeah, I think it was a little easier for me. I like being in the area, you knew a little bit more about Lindenwood. Um, and just growing up around roller hockey, you know, you knew of Greg Thompson, you knew of Tommy Bruce and, you know, all those guys. So, um, I think, you know, it was kind of a no brainer for me. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think I lived probably 15 minutes from there, from Lindenwood. So, yeah, it was, it was nice to be away from home, you know, but you're kind of still at home, you know, if you need to do whatever, you know, laundry or get some money from, uh, you know, dad or mom. So, uh, yeah, I mean, just with the roller hockey background that I, that I had growing up and being in the area, it was just a no-brainer. And, I mean, let's be honest here, too. I, it's not like my grades were... Uh, stellar to to go 
you know, seeking out different schools, you know, so uh, it was a pretty much a no brainer. <laughs> did, did you, Cody, like, Cody, as a kid, like, did you ever go to games? I don't know if like we ever talked about that, but like, yeah. did you, yeah. you went to games like when you were younger and they had nationals in St. Louis one year. It was uh, at Madison's, I think. As weird as that sounds, I think it was at Madison's one year, and they had played uh, in the national championship game against uh, Rhode Island, I think, one year. And I went to that, and I think they had won the championship game like 10 to 1 or something. Over the final so they, they killed everyone, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I went to some games. I, I was really wasn't like – I really didn't know their schedule. You know, I, I wasn't like paying attention super closely, but you know, whenever we had, you know, heard about something or knew they were playing, you know, that weekend, you know, we were usually around the rink anyways, playing somewhere, some, you know, somehow. So yeah, we, I definitely caught some games. <laughs> so Casey and Daniel, you guys were Oh nine, right? Like that was your first year. Yeah. We, and, Co- and Cody, you were 2010, correct? Yep. Okay. So then 2011 was when I rolled in as well. So just to give people kind of like a timeline of some years of, of kind of how we, you know, how, how it all went. What yeah. I forget, I remember how 2010 went. How did 2009 go again? Um, 2009 was a wild year. Actually, we at nationals, I think we were, I think we may have been undefeated going to nationals. Yeah. Compton Nationals. Yeah, so our first game in Nationals, we played Buffalo, and um, we had our buddy Brett Humes in that. The claws, what we know him as now. Um, you guys probably, everyone probably knows uh, Tyler Walsler and Alex Dorinka. That's when they were on Buffalo, and Buffalo was pretty solid. And uh, we came out pretty flat, and Tyler Walsler put on a clinic single-handedly and. Yeah. I think they beat us. What they beat us like six? I, I want to say it was like you know, like it was like a five six goal game. It was yeah. He, it was in San Jose, actually, in my hometown. Yeah, that was wild. The kid lit us up, and then from there, Sniping we struggled through round robin. But the way nationals works is your top, the top <laughs> the teams play each other in round robin, everything like that to play out and then seed, and then um, ran through the beginning of the playoffs until Umzel right in the semis. Yep. And that was that crazy game where we were down by two goals or something like that. And mm-hmm. Soli and Michael put us, uh, put us all on their back and had some scored shorties. Four on two, maybe scored on a four on three. Yeah. And then we ended up playing Arizona State in the final. And we won 6-4, 6-3, 6-2. Yeah. like that. Um, yeah, I was. Which is, I was thinking about this when we were asked to do this. I think. ASU every year comes up in our schedule in the playoffs and every year they gave us the best game, I think by far, except for obviously the couple we lost. It just seemed like we were maybe their kryptonite. Yeah, exactly. They always seemed to run into us, but they had good teams. Yeah. But we actually won our freshman year, which was was awesome because the year before they actually lost. So it kind of like was a redeemed team and, what they won nine years before that, nine years straight. Yeah, so it was actually yeah, it was a pretty big deal actually. Yeah, and then we came back and I remember like going to Lindenwood, obviously, you've heard of all the guys that we've already mentioned and how there's a history and there's a special song that you're playing before you know, you skate out. Like there's tradition. 
And Can you so, guys share that song or? Yeah, yeah, at that point it was Roy Jordan's Jr. Uh, Can't be touched, okay. and we kept that for a couple years. Oh, a couple goosebumps. Until we were touched. Yeah, yeah. and then we were touched, and we switched it up. Yeah. Um, and the the best song was our victory song. It was uh, Miley Cyrus that year, "Party in the USA." So. I think that's a shout out to Kyle Gouge, old name. I think he yeah. might be the first one that put on our freshman year. He was actually on our team first semester. Yeah, that that was crazy too, actually, when not knowing when it would really, me and these showing up there to tryouts, and you got all these pro guys out there. You got Soli Michael, you got Kyle yeah. Gouge, who's just a beast himself. A uh, good a good story too uh, about Casey and Daniel, uh, their freshman year showing up to Lindenwood. Um, speaking of Humes, uh, I think Humes, Casey and Daniel had the same freshman class and, you know, they were doing intros or something like that. And Casey and Daniel said like, oh, we play roller hockey. And Brett Humes was like, looked over at both of them. He's like, these two butterballs play, <laughs> they play hockey. So I remember, yeah, I remember Brett standing up and he's like, I play hockey. Me and Casey were like, this guy is sick. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of how it works when you first get there, you know, once you, your first year or two, you get there, you've got to feel everybody out. Everybody's kind of got to like find their place. And, uh, now, a place you know. like Lindenwood, there's a lot of people from all over. So you might yeah. not know a lot of people. So. You're either, you're either an athlete, you're either a, fo- a foreigner, a student athlete, or you're a local person. That's really what you're going to find at Lindenwood or Miss Team USA from one of the states. One of those four is really what the categories fall into. But, um, yeah, the first day me and Dee's met an Irish kid, kid from Australia, and a kid from Scotland. And we kept in touch all throughout college. That's amazing. We hit him up every now and then if we Yeah, it's the craziest thing. Cody, I want to ask you about your first game at Lindenwood. You were saying before the pod that there's an interesting story behind that. Yeah. So I, I think the first two years I got, uh, the first two years, the first game of each year, my, so my first game ever at Lindenwood, half the team was, you know, like suspended, I think. So Casey didn't play. Daniel didn't play. Sexton didn't play. Sully didn't play. Um, Alex Carroll didn't play. Wes, I don't think played. So my first game ever, and I these guys don't really know me at all. Um, and I have I don't a good show about tryouts after this about Cody Kelly. Yeah. So we we didn't know each other at all, and uh, so we played Umsel our first game, and I think we beat them pretty good without them, which was great. But uh, <laughs> it's it was always hilarious, you know. Uh, our first few games of each year, it seemed like uh, all of our a lot of our best players were not playing <laughs> due to off the rink. Um, I kept that tradition yeah. alive for three years straight. Yeah. Uh, I think it was my freshman year. D's and me didn't play first weekend. Sophomore year, same thing. And I think it may have been, I think third year I may have been in You that didn't, category. I did. I was, I was in there. I was in the lineup card. Yeah. Some of it was luck. If you were in the lineup card, Daniel, it, you know, it doesn't mean you weren't in the in the mix, <laughs> you know. It was, yeah, freshman sophomore alive. These guys, Tony tore it up. Spinorama, fake shot, backhand, forehand, top shelf. I remember. I think. I think. <laughs> it, it, I think on Andy Mead. It earned the boys a little bit of you know respect from the boys. <laughs> I remember Cody Kettler, his freshman year tryouts. Everyone knows how Cody plays. 
steps up, tries to pick people. <laughs> and I just, I just remember he was just this little, this little kid out there and we're like, and he's stepping up, picking everybody's passes. He's picking everybody off, going down scoring. And we're just like, who is this kid? And so, oh, we're just trying to take runs at him the whole time. And <laughs> I Cody just sending people. Care. You're sending D'Amico after me. I think D'Amico is sending himself after you. Wow. <laughs> that too, I guess. Yeah. So, Kev, when did you – you joined them the year after Cody, correct? 2011 was when I graduated from high school. So, that summer, we played uh, – as I was talking to Tim and Greg the other day, we played Missouri um, in round robin, and I think we tied them in Ohio that summer. You were on that squad, Rob. And uh, – I think we tied them like two to two. I think we were like confident, like, yeah, we can kind of play with them. And then come playoff time, I remember getting sniped by Krogs, who's not even known for like sniping, but like we, they, they just ran through us in semis. And what's the, what is it? A Wendy's like right over in that parking lot yeah. of that rink at Ohio. Yeah. I remember being at Wendy's and I think Cody Kettler and Cody Baugh were at Wendy's ahead of us. And, I think Cody like turned around and saw me and he was like, Hey, like, so you're going to Lindenwood next year. I was like, yeah. And I, I just played Corey in Florida for FTB. So like, I kind of knew who Cody was and stuff. And he like gave me knocks and was just like, well, right on. And I'm such a nerd. I pull out my phone. I'm like, you want to see the pads I just ordered? Like, and Cody's just like, God, buddy, like relax, cool pads. Like, <laughs> you know, like, no chance I said that. I was probably I, just you were thinking, I probably said they were sick. You're the nicest kid I could have been at that Wendy's with, so you definitely were like but right on. Your dude. helmet, though. No. I'm glad you got a new helmet, though. No, I you always came. bring let's, up podcast. Cody, let's hear about this helmet. I've heard you had some. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've been to Kevin's house, you know, a few times, and I'm looking at some of the old pictures, you know, of him back in the day playing when he was, you know, maybe a. 15, 14, whatever. And he has this just, I mean, it's like a Walmart goalie helmet. It's just so dust. And I just, you know, I'm so glad that he got rid of it because. I like that bear one. Yes. It was just so trash. I mean, you can't. So I, I have no argument because it was a Vaughn helmet. It had like a weird, like dog or bear decal on it. The cage had kind of weird bars. And it was not a good <laughs> when Cody beats me the first time, like my sophomore year, I think I'm showing him like my ice video one night late when we're <laughs> studying. Um, he just goes, what is that helmet? <laughs> I was like, what's the hell? And he goes, dude, yeah. that helmet. I lost a little bad. bit of respect. He goes, but... that helmet is bad. <laughs> I haven't worn anything since a white, but a white helmet since like that point like that I got done with that other helmet, but I'm you're welcome. Saying, you're welcome. I had a black helmet, I think freshman year actually, but yes, you, look that good. Was, you came in looking thank good. You. Thank you. Let's, well, let's get in, uh, get into Utah a little bit. Cause we had some, uh, some interesting circumstances come, uh, you know, bring us a little short. I don't remember who we were playing. All I remember is like, sitting on the bench. I'm sitting on the bench and I remember my brother's just dogging it out there. <laughs> just dogging it. I'm like, what's this guy doing? This may have been UNLV. This may have been the playoffs. Might have been. So I remember I just, I'm like, <laughs> I remember I basically yelled at my brother. 
basically get off or skate. And Ronnie, and Ronnie B looked at me and said, if you, what did he say? I think he just said, you better check yourself or you're going to be over at the snack bar or something like that. Right? <laughs> yeah. It was something along those lines where he basically just said, shut your mouth or you're going to be go. And he pointed, he said, or you're going to be going sitting by the snack bar, eating all the rest of the time. <laughs> if, 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 if I may. I'm pretty sure I don't remember who you're playing. I was on the bench though. I remember and, your face. And, <laughs> and I just remember, yo, I think Ronnie was like, you think you have room to talk that last shift or like something. It was just like, you're in the snack bar next time. Like, oh, he and don't get me wrong. Fired up. And don't get me wrong. I don't back down ever. And I remember I looked down and I said, oh, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> and I think I remember I sat down. <laughs> Hey, Casey, it's funny you say, like, it's it's funny you say, like, you remember my face. I think that was the first time I heard, like, RB snap to where oh, I was yeah. like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Like, me, too, I think, at me. Usually he gets mad. He always gets mad, but not like that. So My first, my freshman year at, at College Nationals, I didn't score. I, you know, I, I didn't play well. I didn't score. So going into my second nationals, I hadn't, I didn't even have a goal and I didn't threw the round Robin didn't score. But he was the leader uh, at this point. And then in the playoffs, I think it was the quarterfinals. uh, I had two goals against UNLV. We were, and we were up, I think I ended up tying or going into overtime. And uh, some kid took a slap shot from like the blue line or farther out. Uh, he takes a slap shot, hits off Brett Humes' pad, and then I like I turn around and it like goes off my skate and then so I completed the hat trick and we <laughs> lose our only loss of the year. And but the there, playoffs. And but so there wasn't yeah. a UNLV kid in within thirty feet. Like it was yeah. a dump. Yeah, it was, it was just like, a dump. Yeah. yeah it and, was, and I and I, I'll never forget this because me and Brett Humes we uh we play Xbox all the time and stuff. <laughs> Talk about it occasionally, and no joke, I can't make this up. I will never forget. It hits off Cody's skate from outside of the crease, pretty far away, and Brett did not see it. And all I remember him is slapping his pad down and just saying no. <laughs> As we all just watch it go in the net, nothing we can do about it. Yeah. And I'll and I'll always remember one thing as well. I remember I went down to my knees, just to one knee, kind of with my stick. I'm just like, oh, you know, that was rough. Just kind of taking it all in. And I pick my head up and I see Wesley Schaefer sitting right there, just smiling at me. And I just looked at him and smiled and just. No, he, so he was in the corner. He was not on our team anymore. He was in the point. corner. He was not on our team. He was, he did play at Lindenwood with us. Yeah. The, yeah. The year before. He was playing with the Colorado Community College at that time. Yes. Yep. Yep. And he was the first person I saw when I picked my head up, and I just said, "Uh." So my first two years at Linwood, we <laughs> didn't win. My first two years at Linwood, we didn't even make it to the championship in either year. And I, you know, yeah. play like garbage in the my freshman year, second year at nationals, I kick in the game-winning goal in overtime to for us to go home. Uh, so yeah, it was a great, great start. So. You guys played in the Newman game. All of you guys, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys were all part of it. You guys being there, take us through that experience. Like, how was that? It was It was crazy. I mean, well, this was – so we won the previous year in Florida. 
Yeah. So we were with pretty much the same squad, minus a few of the older guys, like Elliot Linton and Alex Michael. Michael. Michael wasn't there with us in Florida either. Yeah, uh, no. A- Ace. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, like Casey's saying, Elliot go. is a senior. AC's a senior. Yeah. Um, so those guys dropped off after Florida. Nico. Aiken. And um, Aiken. So pretty much going into there, we had – I was thinking about this. Crazy to think, but we only had like four kids from out of, out of Missouri. Um, <laughs> everyone else was from St. Charles, like St. Louis. Like we had a full legit St. Louis team pretty much as Linenwood, which normally it's the other way. It's like nine, eight kids from other, other states. That's but, true. Um, we're there, and the whole time you just feel it in the building, like as we're playing the tournament out – it's like it's going to be Newman and Linwood in the final. Like, everyone's waiting for it. Like, it's everyone was looking forward to it. You got – we're here in Rumblings, like, the president's telling all their students, like, hey, come to the game. If we come, I got your entry fee. Like Free admission. Free admission. It was, they're charging five bucks for the final. Like, it was, we would – we would drive by their campus, like, a couple yeah. times before the games, like, in our vans, and it would be like, yo, that's Newman. We'd be like – fuck them <laughs> but the yeah. place was packed out like it was it was a shit ton was, of people to be it honest it was pretty ridiculous and just kind of like Casey said you could like it, I remember my parents being in the stands and like some of my family and, and other parents and they would just be like man those Newman fans like I just the fire marshals the fire marshals were there and they, they they blocked off a whole line for us to come out of the locker room because their whole college was just right there. And, oh, I couldn't – just the things they were saying. Oh, God. yeah. It was great. It was great. Hey, number 71. Hey, number 71. They had their mascot there. Oh, their mascot was running up and down with this big old flag. It was awesome. So – so well, I can't. I they knew our names, what, and we didn't even have our names. Oh, on. they knew our names. Oh yeah, they knew everything. Oh yeah, it was yeah, good. How did you feel about that? All that? Uh, it was. Uh, it was probably. I mean, one of the coolest games to ever play. You know that I've ever yeah. been part of. I mean, by far for me, it was. I mean, and you just yeah, like Casey was saying, we were just meant to play each other. Yeah. You know, we were just meant to play each other. That. You had, you know, the other Newman had Fox, DiMartino, um, Gilman, Nick Allison, Anger, Vente. I mean, all their guys played Narch Pro, like our guys. So, yeah, yeah, no, Kraft wasn't on the team yet. So, this was a year before Kraft went, but they were, they were loaded. We were loaded. Chin and Nat, the goat, the best. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, sorry, Dwyer. Sorry, Rob. Sorry, love Chin, dude. I love Kenny too, but he wasn't the best that day. So, uh, <laughs> the claw was so. Um, <laughs> anyways, no, I love Jenny. Um, but no, it was one of the coolest games ever. We it was really like there wasn't a whole bunch of chances, I and mean, there was a couple really good yeah. chances. It was very low scoring. Um, I think I want to say they got probably more chances than us to be completely. Yeah, honest. probably good game. Our goalie just really controlled the puck. We, yeah. yeah, I'd say that maybe the scoring. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was close. It was very, very, but we, I'll bring it up, you know, I'll go there. Uh, we played them twice in the regular season too and beat them both times. So, you know, we, you know, I'm sure they wanted to get that one, you know, in front of their yeah. own fans. And so that's what made it even better to, to beat them too, was just 
I mean, we appreciated how good they were. Honestly, we were, oh, yeah. I mean, that was probably the best roller hockey or college roller hockey team. One of them, you know, in, you know, in the history of college. Roller it hockey was team. what we looked forward to all year. It wasn't, I yeah. mean, we didn't talk about anybody else, but them, they were on our minds and no, yeah. that, they were so good. Was, we were, we were, were really, you know, pumped to, to I'll, uh, always remember in that game, it was one, one. And all three of us were on the rink with, with our line mate. It was us three on a line with uh, Brennan Luscombe. And Lusky's come up big in both his championships with the, with the roller guys. But he <laughs> buried one. Top tit. Like, it was one of the nicest shots I've seen Luscombe rip. Such, such, a, such a clean shot. And like, such a clean release. With, like, like five the, minutes left in the game. Either. Like, perfect. Yeah, and it was on their end, too, since it was the third period at this time. So it's right in front of, like, the main student fans or student crowd. And he just scores and doesn't even look at us. He goes straight <laughs> to them, pulls his jersey out, and just starts screaming at all of them. Yeah, I look over, and Deez is coming from the red line. And he's <laughs> skating as fast as he can. And Which is not fast. The crowd, <laughs> trying to shush the crowd with his finger up over his head. <laughs> These guys are just yelling at us. They're hitting the glass, and we're just selling together right in front of them. It was uh, it was crazy. And then we came to a realization. It was like it was uh, eating pucks for the next five minutes, right, Cody? Oh yeah. yeah. No, I took a I took a terrible. I think maybe honestly, I think it was like three minutes left in the game. We were up by one. Yeah, it was two to one. I took a bad penalty on Fox. I try. I stepped up kind of on him, and he you know went the other way, and so I. You know, I don't know what I did. I stuck my stick out or tried to whack him, and then yeah, I got him pretty good, or he tripped or something. But so I'm I'm on the I'm in the box with him two minutes left, and you know these guys are killing the penalty for me, and Casey's out there dead. I just remember looking back. I've watched the game a few times. Casey was dead. Casey was dead. I think we had Berman out there, Daniel and Bostic. I, we were rotating like those three Sexton too. So yeah. those guys were rotating in like, you know, if we made a change or something on that kill, but everyone, I just remember being gassed. I mean, we were just, yeah, I mean, well, let's say they were probably the more in shape team. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we were just doing anything to stay alive, you know, and, and that one. So, and Brett, Brett Hume's made a couple of huge saves for us and, uh, you know, the kill was good. So he, he also he also had a wheel malfunction. Yeah, his back that's, wheel, right? That's big it news was, for you, Kevin. That's it big was news. Like his middle it was something that like I think they finally fixed, but like that <laughs> game, just like you're saying, there's five minutes left. It is so intense, and all of a sudden his wheels shot. And believe me when I tell you this, I, I, my jersey, I didn't have a chest pad on. I took it off. I, I knew I was – it was soaked. Like, it was drenched. I, that was the most intense game. It was such a packed atmosphere. I was on the bench in the game, opening the door, getting people out. Like, So I have, one more, I have one more great story about that game before we end it. So and I yeah, remember at the just, start of the game – I remember at the start of the game – Someone took a penalty, you know, real early. I know. Still I already see Cody laughing. So he comes over to our goalie, Brett. He goes, Humes. Fox, Fox will laugh at this. Fox shoots high glove every time. Back then, at least. High glove. Right? So he's 
telling our goalie, that's what he does. He snipes high glove every time. Right. So they're on the, they're, they box it up. He's at the top. We let Fox shot, which we shouldn't have. The guy rips one hundred miles per hour, five hole, <laughs> just hits the back of the net. And we just look at our goalie and Cody just goes, <laughs> <laughs> and then we just kind of like, sorry, get the next one. And then we just kind of <laughs> skated away. Right. We're like, well, defense, you're wrong the there. All right. It was the one thing. Hums, right. Hums chirped right there. Huh? He's like, yeah, oh, yeah. my glove, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. And then we just looked at him and said, sorry. <laughs> and then just kind of skated away. So that happened real quick. Actually, we were down one, nothing real quick. That was a good yeah. back from that game. <laughs> on, I have a great goalie story for you. And then while we're on the goalie uh, talk here with Kevin and uh, the, the year before was one of the best stories that I had yeah. while I was there. The, yeah. the, uh, the goalie situation was great. We had Humes and Dwyer. Both guys, either guy could have played, and we were stoked that either of them were playing. It didn't matter to us. And so Dwyer was a sophomore, and Humes wasn't playing well or something. He didn't – I think maybe just Kevin was playing really well. And it wasn't anything with Humes, maybe. But So uh, uh, I think uh, Dwyer had played the quarterfinals, so it was going to be – no, he, no Dwyer, right. played, Dwyer played the semifinal, so okay. that's it was right. supposed to be Brett. Yeah, and so Brett was supposed to be in the final. And yeah. Brett, Brett told Ron, let Dwyer take it. Let's just let Dwyer play. He's hot. Dwyer, Dwyer plays, right? I don't even think he told Ron. I yeah, think he I think told, he did. I think he just told Kevin. And we look back, and we all thought Brett was starting. And we look back at the net. Yeah. Dwyer's in net. Okay. Yeah, he yeah. just told Dwyer to go. Well, yeah, Dwyer, tell way, us. Yeah, either way, he, Brett told Dwyer to play. Yeah. And Dwyer ends up winning it for us. And, and so the coolest thing about the Newman, the game too, was it was Brett's last year. And so Brett last game against Newman. And it was his last game ever. And yeah. he got to, he got to you know, go in and, and win it for us too. So that was one of the coolest stories from being there. It was just there. Just either one of them, they were they didn't care who was playing either. Dwyer was, you know, go for it, Humes. Humes wanted Dwyer to be in, so that was super cool. But you know, before we went on, I wanted to share that goalie story. But that's awesome. But yes, the dressing up, Casey. You, I think, uh, you know, are the culprit. You could probably take it away from here. <laughs> oh, I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to. Rem- I think we had track suits my freshman year. Um, those black and gold ones, and I don't, I don't think we had to like wear a suit and we wear tie that. Um, we just had to suit up in our track suits, and so then sophomore year, um, we were playing at Omni, which was a rink right down the road, and like that was something too. I was going to mention freshman year, we were skating. Tell, tell this, tell this story, and then we'll get into the Omni. Yeah. Okay. So we're there, and. Um, it's, I think, our no- I think it's a November weekend. So football's right in its real house. We just had our fantasy football draft, like maybe October. It could have been first weekend. Um, yeah, it was, it, uh, it, it, it was first weekend. Second, third. Yeah, weekend. suspended. Yeah, so suspended. we decided we all got these new jerseys from like, I don't know how we got them. They're like 20 bucks. They fell off a, off a truck. Someone had to connect. I think I've never had a connect, maybe. <laughs> but uh, we got these jerseys. And so it's a Sunday. 
week four, maybe week five of the NFL. <laughs> and um, I walk in, me, Daniel, and the, Daniel, Alex Carroll. I think Wes was there at the time. Totally. Uh, Sully, Sean so all, all five of us that live at the house, we we're living in a house at the time. We all show up in our NFL jerseys. And then uh, I was an asshole and I was wearing a beanie, a Heineken beanie that I got from Amsterdam, the Heineken factory. <laughs> it's like a snow cap. It's like flaps that you would see, you know, it goes over your ears and then you got the front part too. It flaps over and it's just silver, like silver as can be shining. So we walk in uh, Sunday morning, you know, we had Saturday night before we had a good time. We wake <laughs> up, we come wearing our jerseys and I just, 8 yeah, 8 AM. And, uh, I remember just walking in and the first people we see is Ronnie B and then and J- JP Bielstein, JP Bielstein and JP at the time wasn't coaching. He just, he was always kind of around. It was his rink that we were playing at at the time. Um, so they just looked at me, kind of like rolled their – or looked at all four of us. I shouldn't just counter, count me out here. But um, they looked at all four of us, rolled their eyes. We go to the locker room, and Ronnie just teared us a new one. And from there on out, um, we weren't able to wear anything besides pretty much dress shirts and ties. Um, and it, was, it wasn't yeah. a good thing. It was all – Always an issue. We were constantly. I was late to a bus. For they said they said don't wear hats. We wore hats. It was the tip. (laughs) I mean, yeah. So it is definitely I could say our fault. Young and dumb, I guess you could say with that one. We did look good though. We had fresh jerseys. I mean, yeah. Sorry for all you (laughs) You guys. Had no idea the repercussions that were coming. (laughs) So not only did Cody not play with anybody in his first game. But then after, shortly after his first game, the rule got instilled that he's got to wear all, or that he's got to dress up every game. Yeah. But even worse worse was the gloves we had to wear uh, (laughs) and the helmets we had to wear. (laughs) Every game. (laughs) Or is it the, hey, no, but I'll go. (laughs) It was, yeah, the fat padding. Yeah, we had, I I wore tour for a long time growing up and I loved everything, but these big astronaut looking helmets were just the most uncomfortable things you could imagine. The, over, the, oversi- the oversized lacrosse gloves. We, we couldn't even think, I couldn't even think out there. I was like worried about my helmet the whole time. Oh, I, I couldn't think. I was like <laughs> just so concerned with how bad my head was hurt. The parachute pants that you had to oh, put yeah. on the table in. Yeah. We're wearing extra large pants, and we were, I know, I'm 5'8", 5'7". Those things I could honestly say these kids are spoiled. <laughs> um, you guys were talking about Omni, the story of Omni before you started the uh, dress-up story? That was uh, my freshman year, I think, into our sophomore year. Um, that was the rink. It was literally 10 minutes down the road. Not even five minutes on the outer road. You get to Omni. We were, like, my, that was the crazy thing, too, is, like, my freshman year with me and D's. Like I said earlier, we were living right next to Soli and Michael, so they kind of just took us under their wing and showed us the way around Linwood. And not only that, but like JP Bilsing would host these skates like twice a week. So me and Dee's get there, and we're skating four times a week, and then playing games on weekends. And we're playing with like all these top guys in the area: Tommy Bruce, um, 
Oh, I mean, what are some of the names? Knowledge would be out there. Kramer would be there. Okay. Uh, Whatever ice guys were available, Leo, like, yeah. Matt was there. And some of them is just like was, everyone would come it out. It was wild. Was, and it, yeah. These skates would be like it'd be like you're out at an arch pro game. Like these guys. And so that's kind of and kind of going back to what Casey's saying. Just our freshman year, we we kind of got to live kind of through the older guys a little bit. Cause when we were there our freshman year, like I said, Danny Fry, Tommy Bruce, they actually had a house off campus um, from our boy Larcos. He owned it. They lived with them. So, I mean, we kind of got to experience a lot of their friends. They were friends with the ice guys that were older. Um, so we kind of got, we kind of got both worlds. Um, we were hanging out with kids our age. Uh, my first ever Lindenwood party that you would see on a movie or something was actually at the house with them. So they kind of came yeah. into the, uh, the Lindenwood party scene. So um, them. they showed us a lot and um, you know, experienced a lot through them. So it was definitely good to have the other guys around for sure. Yeah. Guys like Bokina really lead the way. <laughs> off the ring. Yeah, Bokina yeah. led the way on and off the rink, so it was good to learn from him, for sure. My man, Casey, the first time I saw you, you actually came to Colorado the first time that uh, I was meeting Ronnie B. It was when you guys drove from St. Louis over to Colorado to play in Ronnie's Winter National Tournament. We put Robbie, that yeah, Robbie was the goalie. I think it was you. Casey, Alex Carroll, Elliot, Wes, and Kyle Phelps. You guys had five and Robin Nett. I believe you guys went to a Revolution concert that weekend. You guys oh, had a yeah. good time while you came out here. Yeah, we made we made the best of that weekend for sure. That's the first time I saw Casey play, and that's what I was telling Darren is he was at this Winter National and what did what jersey did you say he was wearing? His San Diego like high school jersey or like um, I don't know. Yeah. Something like a San Pasquale yeah. jersey. Yeah. San Pasquale jersey. And I just remember Casey coming down and like ripping goalies like on corners bad. I remember on the power play, like, no, like the couple of games I saw you play before we played you, it was like goalies didn't stand a chance with you on like the right side. It was like, yeah. forget about it. And then that I also saw AC that weekend and was like, holy shit, that guy is fast as shit. Like, he doesn't look like he'd be that fast, but, like, he actually wheels really well. So that was kind of the first time I met you guys – or you, Casey. Daniel, I think I think we met in Florida at Narch that year. I think I knew you were going to Lindenwood because Phelps was with you in Dallas before with all three of you, actually, and Rob. We'll get into that a little bit. Dallas, and, <laughs> and so I remember, like, <laughs> Phelps and Woodsy telling me, like this, this kid's the best player at NHL that you'll ever come across. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, he's that good. And they're like, he, like you'll lose it, you, You'll never be him. <laughs> and like, I thought I was kind of good at NHL. So I'm like, whatever. Like, and then, like Kyle tells me this story that he's across the room or you're across the room. D's like, you know, obviously having a good time and Kyle's sitting on the bed and he's like trying to play this game <laughs> out of the controller. And you're just like half-heartedly playing. You got to chew in. You're like, put, you're you're taking your hand off the controller, and you're still just working him. <laughs> Sounds okay. about right. I see D's in Florida, 
And I don't remember who you're playing for. Actually, no, I do kind of remember who you're playing for, and we'll get into that too. Um, <laughs> I see D's in Florida, and and I think him and Casey might have been together, or maybe it was just D's. But I like walked up to D's and like, hey, like, my name's Kevin. Like, I'm going to Lindenwood here soon, and I was like, my buddy Phelps and Woods played with you, and I, I won't say like you shrugged me off, but you were definitely just like, oh, like, what's up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> What what year is this? This is 2011. Dude, I don't, exactly. It's nine years ago. I don't expect you to yeah. remember it, but it's one of the first times that I met you. And you okay, know, like you weren't mean, but like I said, like it might have been like a little like that's surprising. Off. Like that's super oh. fresh year. Yeah, so that was the year that, like I said, we oh, can get into it. But gosh. you guys got stumped over. You had Fox with a fucking cage on. Cause he's oh, yeah. a boy. That's what the I mean. Candy I think man. The candy man. Who is the candy man? Can you tell me that, please? Who's the candy? He was on uh, when I lived in Jersey. He, I hopped on his beer league team and go <laughs> golfing with him all the time. He's a great yeah. And his JJ Fichter would always just go the candy man. I can't do it good. But. Shout out to Dennis. Shout out to JJ. Oh yeah, had a lot of fun with those guys. Those guys. Are so really- I saw. So I saw Casey in January of that year, 2011. I saw D's in July. I'm sure I saw Cody too because I played against Corey in Florida. Cody was the next month at State Wars in the fucking Wendy's where we're ordering food and I'm showing him my pads. So that was, I remember. Hey, don't tell the people I was at Wendy's, okay? <laughs> but, yo, your body. I don't eat at Wendy's. Your body's been referred to as bag of milk a couple times here, so I don't think anybody's putting Wendy's past you, all right? I was that at being eating said, healthy Subway. That, that being I think said, we met at Subway. The first, <laughs> my first week at Lindenwood, we had Holmesy and Elliot there. Two Colorado Springs boys who I've known growing up playing with and against. Elliot obviously was on Casey's team for the Tours Winter National where I met Ronnie. <laughs> They've got their own apartment off campus. And I remember the night my mom and I got there, we stayed in a hotel. Like, we, we packed me in the dorm and everything. And so she took off. So I stayed in the dorm, I think, the first night. And I went to, like, my freshman class. And then, like, I either walked over to the campus or I asked Moke to pick me up. I can't remember. Moke is Josh Holmes for anybody who doesn't know. And um, (laughs) I remember getting in the house and, you know, Moke's probably playing video games or just chilling. Elliot's on the computer probably either playing video games or studying or whatever Elliot does. And I remember, like, Elliot asking me, like, oh, like, how's your first day? Like, how's your freshman experience? And I was like, oh, like. All right, it's kind of boring, kind of slow. And Elliot goes, Good, you're not going back. <laughs> I was like, All right. And I shit you not, I did not go back to freshman experience that week because I was with my two homies from, from Colorado who obviously kind of took care of me that week. And we had the weekend, and it, the weekend was cool because that was like when you guys were starting to get there. So that was when I first got to like, Hang out with you guys. Novak was still in town. I don't think Krogs oh, yeah. was around oh. then, but Novak was oh, when we yeah. went to the uh, Cardinals game. 
And I think Sexton got you two, Casey and Daniel, the tickets in the sixth section where the Star Wars hat guy story comes into play. Oh, that was so your like, freshman year? Like, that, that was your was first fr- weekend with that us? Was, that was your that first was a, year? It was a week and a half into my LU career was you two. Come on. Getting, I would not make this up. Wowzer. Wow, that was a good time. <laughs> Dude, that it was, was a great crazy. time. I didn't know that was your first weekend. That's the you crazy hear- thing. You came, I felt like you instantly just were, like, friends with us. It was weird. You guys, no, you guys, and again, it speaks to you guys because, like, that first week you guys did come and Dee's, like, vaguely remembered me and Casey remembered me. I think it speaks, I think it speaks to Dwyer. We all know the type of person Dwyer is. He's, he just, he just plugged himself right in. Yeah. <laughs> but again, I had I had Holmes and Elliot. So like I didn't feel yeah, very, yeah you had validation. I didn't, I didn't feel weird. Just like you guys, you had your older brother and Sully showing you guys around. I, I yeah, had yeah. Elliot and Holmesy, so like all different connection. You were in like, that class. Yeah, hey, Dwyer, hey, Dwyer's also oh, the worst in class, by the way. That's the one thing hey. too, I think is gonna come up is uh, say a story. And then your story is going to go right into Dwyer. <laughs> and then you're going to be saying something about Dwyer. I mean, you were in the class when Sexton hey. did that, dude. Yeah. Uh, Dwyer, oh, Dwyer will go into class. Oh, He'll get into class. He put chips inside of his sandwich and was eating it in class. And I'm sitting next to him. I'm like, dude. Hey, can you put my charger in? What class yeah. is that? World, he, he put my charger world, in. World religions. World history. Oh, I was in that too, wasn't I? No, it was world history. Casey, you and me were in medieval philosophy, and I had a bunch of classes <laughs> with Cody that I medieval was, philosophy. That shit was sick. Cody had a comment about how I was in class. I'd love to hear oh, it. No, so. it's just it's how just about the, wa- the water bottle. His water yeah, bottle. Yes, the water bottle is one thing. And then the second <laughs> thing, every time, guys, middle of class, Dwyer gets up in the middle of class. All right. Teacher speaking. He'll go to the back of the room, blow his nose as loud as he can. <laughs> You know, he knows as loud as he can. No worries. Walks back to his desk. Oh, you know, sits down, grabs his huge Nike water bottle. Why <laughs> <laughs> brings up the bed? Well, you Hey, well, you then the teacher Hold asks a question, and Kevin's always the first one to answer. <laughs> oh, you know, my, my dad lived. My dad lived there for a little while, and uh, you know, it's a funny story. My my cousins, uh, they love oh, that place. Shit. No matter what, he would get up one time to fill up his water bottle as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Every oh, time, no. one time no, of no. class. No doubt. Oh, God, Cody. Let's get into meeting your wife at the boys' Halloween party. <laughs> All right. So, um, we, we go backstory the first yeah, time. Yeah. We yeah, we'll go. So we were oh. in um, we were in a night class. Um, <laughs> it was world literature. So it was me, Casey, Daniel, Moke, um, a couple Sexton. ice guys. Uh, Sexton. Was Sexton in there? Yeah. Really? Okay. So, Carol. So, as a lot of the guys were in this class, this night class. There were 16 people. We were nine of them. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, so Lexi Pookie, uh, she was, uh, she was in the class. And I remember uh, we'd walk out of class every day and be like, <laughs> like she's. Who's this girl? <laughs> Who's this yeah, girl? You need to, yeah. <laughs> And I don't know, I may have had a girlfriend at the time, but so it wasn't on the forefront of my, but we were, we were walking out of class every day, you know, thinking, 
you know, okay. Um, you know, there's potential there. So, uh, no. So eventually Casey had asked her to just come over to hang out with the boys at the house one night. Invite her to a party. Invite her to a party. Yeah. Invite her yeah. to a party. I said yeah. the Halloween the house, party. The boys' house. Casey invited her to come over and hang out with everybody. And I didn't talk to her one time. You know, I was, he was just hanging out. We were all hanging out. Um, just kind of kicking it and, um, and nothing came of it. And, um, the next semester I had a, a class with her. Um, it was some computer class intro to the internet or something stupid. And, uh, so we were in there. Miss Townsend. No. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we were, uh, we had, I was sat next to her. I had sat next to her during that class and we were throwing a Halloween party at uh, Moke's house with, you know, everybody, all the, all the guys. And so, um, I, I had invited her just like, kind of like, I didn't expect, listen, I felt like a hundred percent she was out of my league. So I was like, I literally wasn't even trying to wheel because I just thought, yeah, no chance. And so I was just like, yeah, we're having, a, we're having a party. You you can come if you want. You know, I hope to see you there. Hope to see you there. And so uh, she ends up showing up, and then uh, you know uh, we uh, uh, we uh, made out on the dance floor for about thirty minutes, I think. And Cody then the was Harry Potter. <laughs> what was she? I think I'm gonna jump in here. It wasn't the dance floor. It wasn't the dance floor at all. It was at the entrance of where the stairs come down into the basement. So anyone that was at the party, anyone who was at the party saw Cody Kettler and Pookie. Just, yeah. It was right next to the Twister, but we, we got after it. It was just funny, though. Like, right in the middle of the entire party, there's Twister, there's the Jungle Juice, there's everything all down the basement. Just action everywhere. People flowing. And Cody and Lexi did not see any of this. It was just that together. Locked lips, Harry Potter, and I forgot what that was. was Harry Potter. She was a cat. I think she was a cat. <laughs> so, and it, it has yeah. legit been like that since that day. They've been inseparable, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, she, you know, she still likes me somehow. Uh, <laughs> you know, we. Yeah, I got lucky. <laughs> I turned the wheels on for five minutes, and that's what happens. You know, <laughs> <laughs> just turn the wheels on real quick. So. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was, a yeah, that's a, that, that, that is a, uh, that is a one cool thing about Lindenwood is the relationships like that. Cause I mean, I was in Cody's wedding. He was in mine. Casey was in my wedding. I'm sure I'll be in his wedding. I mean, yeah. hopefully uh, those are the, those are the good stories that we remember more than hockey to be also to all of our, I would say of all of the, the boys from, Lennonwood, like every single one of us, I mean, maybe except for Daniel, everyone's oh. fiance is from Lennonwood. Uh, or everybody's yeah. girlfriend, <laughs> fiance, wife <laughs> is from Lennonwood. So yeah. uh, that's pretty that's cool true. that we all, you know, we all are the alumni from Lennonwood, which is. Sorry, Bubba, you didn't go to Lennonwood. Yeah. <laughs> so funny, funny story. I don't know if like I've ever actually told you guys this or we know about this, but like Marley was at that party too. Oh god. Was she really? With Chels and Corey? Yeah. yeah. 
Corey, I remember. Oh yeah, Dave we were all there. Were, were doing <laughs> Corey we and Chelsea didn't know each other then. Chelsea, yeah, they did it. Was the was a Native American? She was an Indian that year. I have a story for a drunk story of Kevin Dwyer when me, Daniel, and Alex Carroll were living together. We had one room. We had two oh, dorms God. together. We had one room with four beds, and we made the other room just like. Wait, wait, wait! Does this does this does this lead in? And this is so one night. Or not one night, but one of the nights that we've gotten mangled together at Lindenwood, Kevin goes, wears contacts, right? And so he pulls up into the sink. This guy is obliterated. He's taking his contact out. And as he's taking his contact out, he's looking at it. We have a video somewhere. It's on YouTube. Maybe we drop the link below just for people to see the video. It's certainly YouTube, unfortunately. He literally looks at his contact. Maybe for 45 seconds, as if it's a chicken finger. I have a video, I think. Chicken finger. He dips it back into his solution, like as if it's ranch, ketchup, whatever sauce he was thinking it was. Dips it in there and just looks at it again. And I'm staring. We're all staring at him, like watching what Dwyer's doing. It's like National Geographic at this point. And he literally throws this contact in his mouth. Right when he throws it in his mouth, like it's a chicken nugget he's eating, we just start laughing our asses off. He spits it out and just looks at it with the blank stare like, what just happened right now? He had no clue what went on. The guy was about to eat his contact lens. It may not sound funny now, but I hope we have the link to send you for this video. But it was one of the funniest things I've ever been a part of. (laughs) Are we talking Dwyer stories now or no? We can. I think that night I have a picture of him by the toilet too as well. But All right. I have, it, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of two stories in one. So we, we always have road trips, right? And so um, trips are a big deal. And uh, we all, we always take them. When do we take them? Do we take them on Fridays or Thursdays? So regardless, you know, I think we we go on road trips Friday. So Thursday is a big night, you know, to go out. So every, every road trip, that's what you did. You went out Thursday night so you could sleep the whole bus trip. Remember this one, this one trip, this is Kevin Dwyer starting goalie superstar. So we go out Thursday night. We do our thing. We have fun. Dwyer Always passes out naked, always, every time when he's drunk. So Dwyer goes and he pisses the bed. So Dwyer just pisses all over to where we could like smell it. It's, it's bad. It's like just Dwyer, routine at this point. So we're, we're, so, not even yeah, so we're just like, I so us. Just piss on the floor. It was in my bed. Well, let's make that a little clear. So it's, it's, it's in the bed. But I swear I slept under him, and, I mean, I knew what was going on. So we all knew. We're just like, Dwyer just pissed his pants. So we're just like, whatever. The night goes on. Couldn't even shower before the bus. (laughs) So we pass out. We wake up the next morning at, like, 6 a.m., probably slept for two hours. Dwyer goes to get up. He goes to get dressed, and he starts packing, and we're looking at Dwyer like, what are you doing? I'm getting ready for the bus, boys. Dude, you just pissed your bed last night. You need to get in the shower. The guy was seriously going to go on the bus after pissing the bed, and he wasn't going to shower, do nothing. 
this is the kind of things we were trying to teach Dwyer. And it, I think that was your freshman year, Dwyer. Maybe. <laughs> so these are the things we were dealing with, living with uh, young boys. Unfortunately, I think it was my sophomore year. And you know what? It's true. It happened. Yeah, a little bit. A little we bit. made him get, needless to say, we made him get in the shower. He took a shower. He got clean clothes on and he got, and he got on the bus. Yo, I was so hung over. I remember how bad it was, dude, just being on the bus. It was, it was rough. Oh, God. Was that in Pittsburgh? 16 hours to Pittsburgh. <laughs> that was a Pittsburgh trip. Yeah. Talking about Pittsburgh, right. let's talk about the story where uh, D's, I heard you waved off Ronnie B. And he crapped oh, his yeah. pants. <laughs> so I, I yeah, got. I think it's only fair you got to tell that story if you Cody's, just do it. Yeah, Cody's got to double down on the waving him off because I I remember him yelling, but <laughs> him off. So I was skating away. So whoever was on the bench, I think Cody. I think remembers it good, but I I don't I, remember that. I remember you, you like. Ronnie, I know Ronnie told me if I ever wanted to play ever again, don't ever do that. You had a long shift. You just had a long shift. You probably made like one or two terrible pinches and got burned. <laughs> and, and then they probably had a scoring chance, but they didn't score. Right. So well, you, because the shift was still going on. The shift was still happening. So you, like, Ron's like, hey, I've seen enough. Like, let's go. And, and I probably said, I'm good. You give him one of these, just, no. I'm good. No, I'm good. And and when you got back to the bench, Ron go or I don't know, he said something. Just like if you ever do that again, you're not. It's amazing. I feel like I'm on the bench for all of Dee's moments where he gets ripped. I remember Dee's waved him off, and I looked up at Ronnie, and Ronnie all like his face just was like red, like he was he was not happy, and. Dude, it was close to a minute later that you finally came off. Like, it was a little while. I couldn't give him the satisfaction. (laughs) And so, you get off the bench, and Ronnie is just either – I don't know how that rink was set up. I can't – He was was right over top of me. But he – dude, he just moved his way over to you and just looked and said, if you ever wave me off again – I'll put you on the bus home before any of us go back home. Everybody, <laughs> there you go. There it is. Those lines. He's hey, like, oh, it was there. something with the bus. Hey, You'll yeah. be sleeping on the bus. It was something sleeping on the oh, bus. Or so like while that. while we're talking about that rink and the the uh, positioning of the benches and everything, D's like it, we were going through some tough times. I think as a team, we had some guys with some. Um, digestive issues. We, we had some bug going around. What was our- that pizza? I think it was the pizza. So, pizza so the real story is, so the real story is we, we always go to this pizza hut in Pittsburgh and we got there. I don't even know what year this was, but we get there. I probably eat everything in sight. <laughs> yeah. Probably ate it at one in the morning. Most likely probably put- Next day at 8 a.m. special. Order it, take it home, yes. and eat it at night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, take a bite, I, save it for later. We, I remember we played a game. We played the first game. I remember I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. I, 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 I had to go to the bathroom. I was throwing up. I was, I was, <laughs> I was shitting and throwing up at the same time. Like I was 
Like I didn't know what was going on. And I remember someone's dad said, you need some electrolytes. Give me yellow, yellow Gatorade. And then yeah, I, was like, what's an Gatorade. I was throwing up yellow Gatorade for like three days. <laughs> so he gets the story. I couldn't even play the first game. I was just like, I'm out <laughs> like this. And it's like, Showcase, right? It wasn't like a tournament, a big showcase. They were playing Newman or, or Michigan State in the game, too. Yeah, like, I was I like, State. And, and so I remember it was just like, I'm like, boys, I'm out. Like, I can't, <laughs> I can't get my stuff on. I'm, <laughs> what you want me to do? Like, I don't even want to go to the rink. I sat in the hotel, like on the toilet. And so that was Friday, I think. So all day Saturday, just done. All day Sunday, just done. <laughs> I remember we played Mish State in the final. And I remember Cody was just like, dude, come on. Let's go. Just get your stuff on. Get out there. Like, you got to get out there. Like, it's a championship. Like, what are you doing? So, all right. So, I guess I'll go out there. So, I get all my stuff on. I'm just not feeling it. And so, about their first shift. This is a good one. Off their first shift, some guy goes in the corner. He hits me. Boom. (laughs) Against the wall. Oh, I just sharded everywhere. All over everything. And I'm sitting there on the ring. And I swear to God, I look at Cody. I'm like, F you, Cody. I swear. I I looked at him on the ring. I'm like, F you, Cody. Hey, I just started skating off the rink. Hey, he doesn't even come to the bench. Ronnie B yells. He to the bench. He skates. No. <laughs> I, just skated. I just started skating to the corner of the bench or corner of the rink. And Ronnie B's like, what are you, where are you going? I'm like, I'm out. He just skates so straight I, to I, the door. <laughs> I think he just shit his pants. Yeah. <laughs> so I just skate uh, to the door. And I just go in the locker and I'm like, I can't go out like that. I pep my, I pep talk myself in the locker. Room. I can't go out. So I just strip down. I take my boxers off. I just throw them in the trash can. I'm in there. And I went back and I played the rest of the game. No hiccup. But it definitely happened. I was scared for a second. But I, I yeah, that's a good one. Ronnie, Ronnie loves that one. Ronnie, Ronnie loves that's that a good one. one. You see him in person, no hiccup. ask him about it. That was one thing I, I, sh- I guess we should have prefaced at the beginning, like going to Littlewood, it's like, it's not all fun and games. You're going there, you're going to practice, yeah. you're showing up. They're telling you, Hey, you're, it looks like you missed class this week. What's the deal? Why are you missing class? You know, like it's uh you got to make grades. It's, it's more than uh, all the fun, you know, it's, it's a great time, but it's also serious at the same time. You're going to school, 12 credits. Yeah, it's like, I mean, you have to have a 2.0. If you think about it, when you're in college, that's a C. I mean, that. Hey, think about <laughs> how it. How tough was that, Cody? How tough was that? Great C's. I did fine. Don't worry about me. I wasn't. I mean, I was on the floor. That's never missed. That's tough when you're trying to balance personal life and hockey, and they do take it serious. So one of one of the biggest things that I took away from going there, I was talking to Tim and Greg about this the other day. Um, he he instills a winning culture. He instills like a winning mentality. And you know what, if you're not winning off the rink, like you're not really winning on the rink. Like saying that people might be like, Oh, I thought people just went to Lindenwood to, you know, go play roller hockey. But uh, the three guys I'm talking to and myself included, like we all have degrees. I believe it's all in sports management, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. 
So NBA. ironically enough, it's all sports management. That being said, that that was a side of the game that it, it was evident at Lindenwood, like you you kind of really weren't messing around. No, yeah, and that's and kind of going back to our Arizona State stuff, how we never have lasted. It, it's the honest truth. I mean, at Lindenwood, so everybody knows. I mean, it's a private school, so <clears throat> they get money for every student that's in the seats. So that's why attendance was a big thing. So it kind of made us accountable. We had to go to class, and then you had to grades. We were, so it actually it actually helped a lot of us. I mean, business yeah. on the rink, business on the rink, business, get the classwork done. Everything else is a mess, but we yeah. business in the class, get it done, whatever business on the and, floor. And, and, and I kind of, and I kind of want to go, I kind of want to go back. The best way to describe Lindenwood is simply this. It feels like you're on a year long hockey trip. Like you're at an arch or you're at, you know, tours or you're doing the summer run with school mixed in. And that's really what it feels like. I, I think day to day. homeschooled with these tournaments. Like that dorm room felt like a hotel room, really. Like it's just all yeah. four of us in the hotel shacked up doing work, doing schoolwork, and then having fun on the same time. And then skating three, four times a week, depending on when we have practice or when we're having those fun skates with gyps or any of those guys. But it's uh, – Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Next and I want to – yeah, I wanted to go back to Ronnie a little bit too, because I'm sure not a lot of people have been coached by him. A lot of people have just heard stories about him and that he's a legend, which he is. But I think the biggest thing about him is he's an ego checker. He checks your ego at the door. And that's kind of that's kind of the biggest thing about him. It didn't matter who you were. And that's a story that I like to tell a lot of people. I think I told this in one of our ring ceremonies at when I first came to Linwood my freshman year, I was on the B team for the first semester. And that was definitely ego checker for me. And um, that's kind of what I think Ron does like a lot. Is that's what he does. He controls people's egos. Because Lindenwood always gets the best guys. Everyone knows that. But how can, what can you do with that? Because a lot of people wanted to stray their own way, but that's kind of what he does is your ego's checked at the door. He made sure everybody realized that nobody was nobody was bigger than the team or better than the team, and I think I had a lot of that from him for sure. That's, freshman year. going off that too, like we can all agree, like our practices were as our best games, like all year. Yeah. We would we'd have three teams out there. We'd have our own and everyone would be in their own jerseys. <laughs> we had the red team, the white team, and the black team, and yeah. you pretty much. When if we you were look on any team, you had three Narch Pro guys. I mean, it, it was yeah. just good hockey. It was and when you were at practice, you guys weren't on the same team. Like, you weren't going to lose to them in the scrimmage. Like, Cody oh, Kettler, fights. everyone knows Cody, oh, yeah. how, how dirty he is with his stick. He, I mean, he was doing what he does on the rink uh, at Narch in <laughs> practice, maybe even worse. You know what I mean? Like, it was it was cutthroat, slashing. It almost means a little bit more, too, because you see him every yeah. day. I mean, it, it was, it was, it was, it made us all better for sure. Everyone talking shit to each other, skating their hardness every practice. And then the other thing too, is just giving Dwyer the whole see ya. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it happened sometimes or not, but it's, that's how it just went. And it was a, it, that's the one thing that I think Linwood helped all of us uh, when we came out at like 18, going to Linwood, 19, right after high school was like, 
those three years, my freshman to junior year of college, I was probably playing the best hockey I've ever played. These guys yeah. obviously are still playing, but it was that continuous playing against the best players every day. And, you know, Johnny we Mack, Sean Sullivan. Yeah. Other, like it was, I mean, it was Kyle Gouge, our freshman year, the first semester. You show up to practice. If you're not there giving it your all, you're getting chirped. Whether it was by me, whether it was by, you know, Soli when we were younger or Michael or whoever was there, you know, the lead of those teams were letting you, oh, yo, what the fuck are you doing out here? Like skate, yeah. like we're out here to get better. And that's, that's what Ronnie B, like you guys all said, it's kind of instills in everyone at Lindenwood and that winning tradition. I mean, when we went there, me and D's, that's all they did was win. And they lost the year before we got it back. And then we lose two years in a row. And that was like gut wrenching and a check to all of us to where when we went to Florida that year, it was like nothing but business. If we lost and we were, it was yeah. like, what, what are we doing at Lindenwood? We yeah, that was, that was definitely, a, that was definitely a big thing. We lost two years in a row. We didn't even make the championship quarterfinal, I think. And then semis. so it was definitely a big thing. And I think kind of, to be completely honest, after our third year, I think that was kind of when we finally took the team over in a sense. Um, we were kind of the leaders on the team. All the older guys kind of left in a sense not saying they did anything wrong or anything. It was just kind of, we were the leader. So it was kind of our show. And that's what I, what I loved about Ronnie going back to it. He kind of did let us do our own thing. He just checked the egos and made nobody got above themselves. And we definitely own thing. We had a big voice. He obviously had the final say, but I mean, I think after those last two years, we were kind of the leaders. So it was definitely our, and um, yeah. Now practice, we're not just out there scrimmaging. We're out there. Oh yeah, doing drills. Oh yeah, slow down, skate fast. Like I mean, anyone who went to Lindenwood, back check drill. Oh yeah, yeah, worst drill in the league, dude. Back check drill. That was my nightmare every single day. (laughs) Every day going to practice. Oh yeah, I was probably I was probably forty pounds overweight at that time, and I had to do back check drill. (laughs) Oh yeah, it was brutal, but I did it. So, well, boy, I um. I can't agree more, Daniel. Just like you're saying, one of my biggest things I took away from uh, Ronnie was, dude, he's got he's got kids. Just like you said, you got you're two guys from California. He's got a couple local kids like Cody. He's got kids from the East Coast. He's got kids from all over who are mm-hmm. interested in this program that want to play. And believe me, they're the best. Well, exactly. Believe me, that they've got a mentality. They've got a mindset in their environment at home that they are going to be, you know, they're going to, they're, they're going to a school to play their sport. They're going to a school to play roller hockey. So immediately, like part of that as, as a young man, as a young woman, couple, couple young ladies that the program over here going, you, you think very, very highly of yourself. And that's not to, you know, knock anybody, but just like you guys said, Ronnie was so good at keeping everybody kind of like on even lines. He, he checked egos. He made sure everybody was ready to go during practice, during games. I remember what in Florida, he took like AC Elliott, Casey. I can't remember if you were the other captain, but he took the captains out to talk to the boys and have a nice meal and say, yo, look, I ain't playing around this year. I don't know exactly what was said in that meeting, but like, it just goes to show you that 
we're fortunate enough to be at Lindenwood where the school supports the program that we have, you know, like the school supports Ronnie B giving grants to kids to come to this school and to represent the school and to represent who they are and everything like that. You guys are from California. I'm from Colorado. Cody's a homegrown kid, but it's a destination that people ultimately in our sport, like that's a goal. That's an achievement. If you're getting asked by Ronnie B to come play at Lindenwood, that's nothing to sneeze at. You know, it's, it's an amazing and incredible opportunity. And it's at such a pivotal point of everybody's lives that yeah. it really does. I was, I was probably a little different. Like I never identify how amazing opportunity it is to put on a, a Lindenwood jersey with a lion on it and say, oh, I, I, I played Lindenwood, you know, D1, D4, the – you know, black or junior JCC black squad, whatever that ends up being. But it, it is a, it is an honor to be going to Lindenwood because Ronnie has ran such a prestigious program for so many years. So that's the end of me stroking off Ronnie and stroking. Well, no, I was going to, I was going to go back to that. I mean, if Oh, I was just going to say about Ronnie B. I mean, I didn't even know who Ronnie B was. I might've been different than people. I know Casey said he spoke to Ronnie B or maybe people did. I didn't I even know idea who he was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I had no idea. Maybe people, you could ask other people coming that work from Missouri and stuff. I had no clue who Ronnie B was to be honest. I had no clue who Greg Thompson was, Tommy Bruce. I mean, these were all guys. I, I had no clue who they were to be completely honest. I know who like Matt White, Junior Cadiz, all these guys from California and stuff. I didn't really know these East coast guys. So that was kind of cool for me and Casey, I'm sure, to learn um, who all these guys were. I'm sure yeah. we would have known it throughout the ranks. I mean, maybe playing pro now. Being honest, on, but me and you, yeah. I don't think we knew what Tours was. I only yeah, knew I what Tours was because yeah. Velocity at the time, Velocity, the SoCal team that I'm sure anyone listening to this probably knows of. Yeah. Um, they yeah. were always going to there. Like, I'm mm-hmm. from San Diego, so we'd always be playing them, but they'd go to this tours tournament as well yeah. as Narch, the other ones as well. And I didn't know what tours was really until we went to Lindenwood. And then that's when we met Ron and started going to tours. As yeah. well as Narch. That's the thing I want to say too. Lindenwood definitely opened a lot of doors and uh, yeah. Opened my eyes to a lot of things, definitely in the roller hockey world um, for sure. So I can't thank it enough. I mean, I, I am what I am today because of Lindenwood to be completely honest. So. Yeah, we, yeah, none of us would be here without that. I think yeah, we all no. grew as players and people, uh, you know, uh, personally there, you know, it was uh, definitely, um, <laughs> you know what, what are you laughing at? Cut this and say it on the next one, but I was going to say the story <laughs> of like us coaching against Brucey and Phil Maroon that one year. Yeah. And we just be battling oh, it. in high school you guys did. Yeah. <laughs> And then we uh, we won <laughs> we won that crazy game in overtime out at the rink that we all built with our bare hands. We didn't even get into that either, but we built our uh, one of our home rinks with oh, a yellow yeah. Um I drove out with Mr. Garsh and Alex Carroll um, out to Illinois to pick up a yellow tiled rink and boards from an old skating rink with, and we would bring it back out to Forestville to create our new rink. 
once uh, Omni closed down and we built that whole rink, our locker rooms, the tile, everything itself. And we had it for what, three years, two years? Had our own locker rooms, everything like that. But Casey did it for service because he got in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that, but I let it go. But yeah. I'll say it. Fellas, we appreciate you being here for part one of of the LU series. We're going to get part two started here shortly, but thank you again for being here. Rob, Jordan, we're going to see you on the next one as well. Um, Cody, Casey, Daniel, I hope you guys got a couple more stories on deck, and I think you guys are flowing, and yeah, we'll get into part two here shortly. Thanks, for everybody, for listening to part one. We're going to give you guys a preview of part two right now. We'll be releasing this in the next week. Vegas Cody was bad. Well, let's just Vegas oh, no. was bad. Cody, weren't you in the room with me that night? No, so so yes, I was, but the night before Oh Cody, you were bad. Out. I didn't even Cody, go. Out. You were real bad. I took like eight shots of that honey, honey, Jack Daniels honey something before we even went out. Oh, I started awesome. I started to walk out with you guys and I said, No no. <laughs> Daddy's <laughs> not <making it>. I, <laughs> all I remember, all I remember is all I remember, hey Cody. What record? What record are the Baltimore have next year? They were asked too. I predicted it faded and everything. Cody, we literally Cody was on watch because we had we had the sliding glass door open that like went out into our balcony, like thirty stories high. Cody, like we had to leave it open, otherwise it was just hot. But Cody was just hammered. Hanging off the side, sleeping outside. So we're just like, dude, Cody's going to go over the edge. And I remember I was just so scared. I was just so scared Cody was going to walk out there and just like. Okay, so. my And just like go over the edge. Like, <laughs> I had like eight shots before we went out. They were going down so well. I thought, yeah, no problem. We start to go out. It, well, I don't even know, maybe seven, eight o'clock in Vegas. <laughs> We start to walk out. We're this is for a fantasy out. football draft with the boys, just so everybody Yeah, knows. fantasy football draft. Yeah. I start to walk down with them, and I realize I'm not going to make it anywhere tonight. I'm not going <laughs> anywhere. So I said, boys, I have to go back. I'm not going to even – I'm not going to make it. And I went and got chicken fingers. <laughs> All right? And then I brought them back, and I was going to eat them. And I didn't even make – I couldn't – by the time I got back, I was so drunk, I couldn't even function to eat my chicken tenders. So the next morning I wake up and Daniel and Casey are in the bed together and they're feeding each other my chick, my chicken tenders from the night before. <laughs> I have a picture somewhere. the best thing ever. It was bad. Yeah. You have a picture of it? Another move that Cody has when he's drunk, wherever we end up, for some reason, if Cody is just tossed, it's a boys' trip and it's just us, except for the golf trip that we had last year, you'll find him in the, in the shower with the shower on while he's sleeping. And it's just a, a comfort move. I don't know. We were in he's San Diego. As Junior Candiz, he was there. Yeah, <laughs> Junior was there that night. And uh, so that night... This kid goes into the shower and leaves the shower on. I think he had it on midday. I don't, I don't even think he went to the track with us the next day. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, went, I was at the track. No. It was, it was, this was like night. water running 12 hours just yeah. in the shower. Well, just okay. Going down butt-ass naked. Hey, 12 hours? The water's yeah. 
But hey, so no, 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 no. My go-to is <laughs> there wasn't anywhere to sleep. There was no blankets, no pillows, no bed, nothing. So I'm like, where I'm going to just be miserable wherever I am. I pop in the shower, warm water <laughs> flowing all over you. And what better place to be than the warm shower? <laughs> I may have, you guys, you know, it's a veteran move. Give it a shot. If you, Hey, guess what? Anything happens, you're in the shower. You know, you can, you can go to the bathroom. You can whatever. You can shit. You can piss. It's okay. No, it doesn't matter. No, exactly. So you tell me. I mean, <laughs> that's a great move. Power move. <laughs> it is a power move. You will not win cause I will not lose Can't be touched 